What's up, everybody? This is Austin. And Dominique. Welcome to Right Tomatoes, where we give our unsolicited opinion on TV shows and, and movies. What's up, everybody? This is Austin and Dominique again with another episode of Right Tomatoes. So we have a special guest with us today. We have uh, CXD, Clarence Xavier Davis, XD, CX, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> you can call him that. So how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. Listen, I'm honored to be with you all tonight. When I made the status about the show, which I'll tell you guys in a minute, I saw you respond to it. I was like, oh, yeah, he was just as into it as we were. So oh, uh, with that said, tonight we're going to be talking about the haves and have-nots which is Tyler Perry's soap opera. Uh, the season just ended uh, last week. And I think the show started in 2012, if I recall correctly. Um, I think so. Either that or 2013, one of the two, yeah? Yeah, yeah, one of the two. So this was a, uh, a long-running, successful show. So uh, CXD, can you give us a little uh, synopsis of what the show is about? Yes. And it's a lot, like, it's a lot of elements with the show, too. So <laughs> I'm going to try not to explain it for a long time, but basically <laughs> one of the main characters on there, her name is Hannah. She, um, from the beginning of the show, she started off as a maid for this family called the Criers. Their last name was the Crier family. So um, she was a maid for that family. And of course, her being a maid, she, of course, the Criers obviously have money. They have opulence. They have a, a certain status about them. So with her being a maid, um, we, sh we saw that one element added into the show but there was also another uh, excuse me another element added with her daughter Candace her daughter named Candace what they had a very estranged relationship they weren't close or anything like that but the daughter of, of Hannah which was Candace she was having an affair with the husband of the Cryer family Jim and his wife Catherine didn't know about it but Jim, a little side nugget, Jim had a bunch of affairs with everybody, really. He was having a bunch of affairs with some of the maids and just a whole bunch of people. But Candace was one of the newest maids, one of the newest people he was having an affair with when the show started. And they kind of, throughout the, the timeline of the show, they kind of introduced the other people that Jim was having affairs with. Um, but Candace, who was Hannah's daughter, had an affair with Jim. Hannah had another um, child named Benny, Benny, during the beginning of the show, had a tow truck company or had a tow truck or something like that. And I can't remember fully somehow, some way, he got intertwined with the family. Um, the Cryer family, they had two kids. One of them was addicted to drugs. Another one kind of had mental issues. So, it, I mean, it was just a lot, a lot of, a lot of elements, but really the show just kind of broke down the, the relationships between all of the characters and the relationships between them and how they interacted and how they came about to know each other and, and stuff like that. It's really a lot. You got to watch the show to kind of, kind of get a full <laughs> scope of everything, but, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and there is another family, the uh, Harrington family. Yes, so I have... forgot about them. Yeah, so you have Veronica, David, and Harrington. And so this concept of, like, the haves, meaning the rich and the right. wealthy, was based right. on the Cryer family and the Harrington family. And then the have-nots was the young family, which was Hannah, right. Benny, and Candace. And just kind of like that, I guess that, like, struggle of what the wealthy can get away with because they have the money 
and what the poor can't get away with because they don't have the money. And there's a lot more things to it, and we'll go on that a little bit later. So uh, the first question I have, and um, X, you can kick it off, man. So without revealing the finale just yet, what did you think of the show overall? Overall, I thought it was one of Tyler Perry's best shows. Honestly, out of all the shows that he's had, like House of Pain I used to love, Meet the Browns I used to love. Um, I never really got into If Loving You Was Wrong, but um, like since the Has and the Have Nots came out, I was drawn in from the beginning and I stuck with it. Um, so the finale for me, I was just like, like, why would you end it that way? But I loved the show <laughs> since the beginning. So I thought it was an amazing show. I thought it was one of his best shows, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I definitely enjoyed the show. I love the aspect of having Tyler Perry creating a soap opera. That was pretty right. cool. Um, something that I probably wouldn't have imagined that he did or would do. I didn't start watching until 2021. Really? So, yeah. Oh, so I don't think so. Really? Oh, I guess you're right. So it was a major binge watching. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, did you watch it from the beginning? But since you say you binge watched it, I was going to say, wow. But I, oh, I like it drew you in. So I think that was one of the reasons why it was one of his best shows, because it literally will keep you watching. Yeah, and being able to binge watch it, it was kind of interesting how fast the characters progressed. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, like, season one, you're like, okay, normal people, <laughs> drama. And then <laughs> towards the end, you're like, whoa. Right. Very hard imagination. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And overall, I thought the show um, was pretty good, too. I actually, I got introduced to it when it first came out because my mom used to watch it all the time. And, my mom uh, put so, me on it, too. Right, yeah. So, so when I was uh, first lady, right? But, <laughs> but um, when I was at home during the summer in college, she was watching it. I was like, all right, you know, I'll give it a chance. And it was just too corny for me. I'm like, these storylines are, like, outlandish. But it was a soap opera, right? Just like right. The Young and the Restless. And then once we started rewatching it, and I was like, all right, to your point, I'll give it a chance. I'll keep going. And it was one of those things where it's like, it's so many twists and plots to this story to the point where you want to see it through. And so because of that, like you said, I thought it was a good show. Um, a lot of the things were a little outlandish about the show. But overall, it was good, man. It definitely kept your attention and kept you wanting to know what was going to happen next. Like we were like sitting on pins and needles waiting on season eight to drop. And then they took right. that break in season eight and then brought it back. Yeah. And so. So that leads me to uh, my next question. Uh, what themes do you think Tyler Perry attempted to touch on in this show? Um, it was a lot, honestly. Um, I feel like he touched on the topic of... And when I say this, I don't want anything to come bad back on, on, on your show. But for me, I feel like he touched on the topic of how a lot of white people with money and opulence and power can get away with things. And I feel like that's something that really happens in real life. Um, I feel like he touched on the topics of black families having to do things that they may not want to do, do things that they may feel like are somewhat, I don't want to say beneath them because that's the wrong word. Um, but just just some things that they felt like they would never have to do in order to sustain their way of living. Um, I feel like that was one thing he touched on. Um, he touched on a lot a lot of um, 
things of how, um, especially white families with power and money um, have a lot of children that deal with drug issues um, and mental issues because that's something that we see within families in real life. Um, another topic he touched on heavily was homosexuality. Um, and I feel like that's something that a lot of families deal with too, especially in the black community because the Harringtons had a son who was gay and the mother did not want to accept that he was gay. And I feel like a lot of black families deal with that type of dynamic within the family. So I feel like he touched on a lot of things that happen in real life. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Additionally, I think he touched on like how the whole concept of like forgetting where you where you came from. If you think about the dynamic between Veronica Harrington and Hannah, she was right. constantly belittling her as if she was like born into wealth or something. Exactly. Exactly. And Tyler did a good job, I think, with showing or with showing through Hannah how she needed to be reminded of that. And I think that was a good dynamic that he had between those two characters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then also like the aspects of like sex work or sex workers. Yes. Mm. Which is a very real thing. Like a lot of people just because you don't really see it unless you're like down in the areas of your city to where it happens, you kind of sometimes forget that these things are actually happening and these things are actually going on to where people are really escorting and, and people are making a lot of money during that, doing, excuse me, that type of job. So I feel like he did a good job of showing that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's crazy because when you think about like those different topics like homosexuality, sex trafficking, like those are hot topics now. But in 2012, 2013, I don't think people were as open about those topics. So Already. even with that, like this show was really a, a ahead of its time as far as like the issues that it was willing to deal with on the forefront. And then um, another thing, and my wife actually brought this to my attention earlier, was Hannah's faith. And yes. how religion was like a huge part of it. And it was just kind of, to me, my opinion of it, it was like, no matter what circumstance, I'm just pray it away and God will provide. Right. And it kind right. of felt like that with Hannah a lot of times. And that leads me to my next point. Um, what um what do you think about the portrayal of Hannah's character? I think it was real and honest and raw. Um, because I love how Tyler, I think in the beginning, he more so had her character to be like she would just, you know, accept what would happen and would pray about it. And so like that, but I think kind of as her, as the show progressed and as her character developed a little more, I think he kind of showed the real part of 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 black families and black mothers who believe and have and 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 believe in the faith and things like that, but also can get tired and can get mm -hmm. weary and can get distraught about the things that their children are doing. Although you may be praying and praying and praying for your children to make a turn, sometimes sometimes God is not letting it happen right then and there. And I think he kind of showed through her character how she would get so frustrated and so angry. Sometimes she would cuss and stuff like that. But I think that was real. And I think that's something that a lot of people go through to where they're, they're praying and praying and praying and wondering, God, when are you going to make this happen? I feel like that was something that he really laid out within her character really well. Yeah, I like that perspective. I feel like I honestly 
don't really love how her how her character was portrayed because it appears as though she's like triumphant in all these situations but mm -hmm. her life was actually quite miserable i mean <clears throat> i don't want to jump to the finale but <laughs> i mean honestly like her life was horrendous and drama kind of always found its way to her you know yeah that's so true it was just like trial after trial after trial and yes i mean she overcame them she lost her home and then she got to live in got <laughs> a nice place like i get it but it's like that's not what she wanted she wanted her right. own place you know and yeah. so i don't know it's just like she was constantly in the heat of drama even like when she had nothing to do with it right yes yeah yes. and, that, and that was that was tough to watch a lot because like she had to be strong in a lot of situations where i feel like a lot of people wouldn't have the kind of strength that she had also i feel like sometimes her character was like a little extra sometimes <laughs> with the way uh she was acting and then she went from being like a prayer warrior to a burglar warrior she killed the burglar <laughs> then she beat up veronica harrington she, she stabbed him by later she stabbed him <laughs> yeah and he died later yeah then she beat up veronica and then she be oh i'm not gonna say that because that's in the end but she got into another fight at the end of the movie and overcame that so it was just like to your point it's just like a lot of dynamics of like the realities of like what it's like being a i guess like a religious black mother right and yeah. um, like I equate her story much to like Job. It's like absolutely what's the, like what's what's the victory in this? Like it's, it was tough to watch. It was tough yeah. to watch. And like I said, she had her moments where she felt like she was acting, but overall, I think she did a really good job. I feel like there's nobody else that could have played her role yeah better than she did. So for hmm. sure, for sure, for sure. That was I love how you brought in Job with that because it's like. Lord Jesus, like, how much more can this woman go through? But, like, Job wound up getting double for his trouble, and I don't want to give away the end of the show, but, like, where's Hannah's <laughs> double for her trouble? So it's like, Tyler, like, what's going on here? So, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like the only person that could have played it was, um, uh, what's the, Viola Davis with her uh, snot bubbles. I feel like she, she's going to do some of those up for this character. And so, since we're talking about characters, what character annoyed you the most, and why? I I have one, but I want to I want to make sure I'm thinking of everybody, because Veronica I think got on my nerves the most. <laughs> um, I think she's the one. I think she's the one that got on my nerves the most. Like Veronica, oh, like you're doing the most, and like some parts. <laughs> It's bad, but some parts where she was supposed to die, I wanted her to die. But <laughs> she never would die. So I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on here? But I think she was the one that I did not like the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I would have to second second you uh for Veronica because I thought I thought about it earlier too. I'm like, who didn't I like more? But what like made me most upset about Veronica is like when a scene was over, and this is probably more so on directing, she didn't know when to quit. And she was just so loud. And she was like, let's just say, for example, oh, Jeffrey, you can go home, gal, with yourself, go home. And that would go on for like three more minutes in the scene. All right. Like, Veronica, be quiet. And I understand that's like writing, 
but that's a part of what made her character like most the most annoying and what's crazy when i think tika sumter put up an instagram post of them at the dinner table like for the last shooting even looking at veronica in that picture outside of the show was just like ah she's so annoying <laughs> No, she was she was definitely the one for me, and Benny got on my nerves too. I was gonna like, say he was the, he was a close second. Yeah, a close second, cause like, dude, dude, you're literally creating these things to happen to you. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah. I was like, dude, like just straighten up, like a little bit. My goodness. I would definitely say Benny. I mean, I feel like Benny's character was. Maybe realistic, but Benny never kind of grew in his maturity. Like he was yep. always just doing like the most obvious dumb thing, you know? It's like, yeah, yes. dating that girl would, would really be the most obvious dumb thing to do. Yep, that's what he'll do. You know, <laughs> it's just like, he just never thought about making the right decision ever. Right. Exactly. Like exactly. Like, you know the Malone family. Like, Mitch is your best friend. You know the Malone family. Why, why would you just even test the waters? Like, it right. didn't make sense to me. Honestly, though, I think Mitch is like a second for me because uh, yeah. I feel like this whole dynamic of Mama Rose having their back and all, well, like their back and the whole money situation. I just feel like he knew he was kind of being dishonest and he let the young family to believe they had more protection than they did. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why anybody would do that. Like, he knew that his family was not gonna ride for his people, especially his black friends. And so it was just, it was odd to me that he like continued to help them feel like they like they would. And I think that's how Benny felt like he had the freedom to date that girl. Because yeah. he was like, yeah, no, nothing's gonna happen to me. And it's like, no, like Mitch being your friend means absolutely nothing to their family. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the, uh, the Malones not liking black people, even that dynamic, we talked about the themes earlier was racism mm -hmm. in yes. that show. And, and even uh, what was what was Benny's cousin name? I don't remember. But even the girl he was dating, right? She was lighter skinned, fair. She wasn't dark skinned. Um, so you had that whole dynamic of it all. And then Wyatt, I really every every character had some point of getting on my nerves a lot. He was a third. Yeah, Wyatt was a third. I think the part the character that got on my nerves the least because her time on the show was short was Jim and Catherine's daughter. Oh yeah. yeah. She was annoying too. <laughs> <laughs> but um Speaking of like racism, one of the things that I did enjoy about the show, this sounds weird, but I actually really love how they wrote Jim Cryer's character because he would say the most racist things and I would just be like, whoa. But the truth is like, you know, people think these things in their heart and their minds yep. to be able to actually watch a show where someone says it. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like, whoa. Yeah. And then <laughs> even his black scent when he was talking yes, a lot. He was like, exactly. Gal oh, and going back to right, right. Yeah. And so and so with this story, obviously it's a soap opera, right? And soap operas are uh, always over the top. But do you feel like there were any plot lines in the story that felt over the top even for a soap opera? One of the things that kind of rattled me a little bit was um, during the season where Candace's son got killed. Mm. Um, I think just the um, the whole rollout of that. 
I think kind of it kind of rattled me a little bit um, just to see like him get murdered and stuff like that. But um, I think um, I think in the beginning Jeffrey was a little he was a little over the top. I think with his like his mm-hmm. character was a little bit over the top. He would do just a little too much. Um, like we, yeah, we understand that you that you're gay and all that, but like you're doing a little too much. Um, so, yeah, and I think Tyler has a tendency to go a little bit over the top with some stuff. Um, so I, I think those two things were kind of a little bit shaky for me. So I would say most of the fire scenes were just like a lot. Like you said, the fire scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. With like the way that Jeffrey's part, you know, top partner died, oh, uh, Veronica blowing up Harrington's girlfriend in the car, just like. And then she set the house on fire. Yeah, her own house. Right, that, David. In her it. own house with David in it honestly <laughs> felt a little bit more believable. But the other ones, I'm like, <laughs> okay, so you, I don't know, I guess you paid someone to do it, but um, I don't know. I just thought it would just felt like unrealistic that she would be able to kill. David's girlfriend like that and it wouldn't leak back to her like in any type of way. I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was just doing so much that it was weird that she never ended up in jail. Because right. yeah. you know, and Kathy think, ended up there. Yeah, and I think it's kind of good how Tyler kind of created her character to where she has so many connections, good and bad. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that was one part that I kind of liked about mm-hmm. him writing her character was that like if she wanted to get something done, she could get it done from the blacks and the whites. That's so, mm-hmm. yeah, that was one part of her that I, I kind of like nodded my head to. I was like, wow, this is interesting. That's a good point, yeah. And another over-the-top one. The maid was getting paid $270,000 per year to clean a house, but she was still broke. She was still asking for money. I'm like, you was getting $270,000 a year, like, yeah, that part of the story was not quite clear. I mean, she had two children and she was still acting like she was like scraping for pennies. It didn't make sense because yeah. that is more than she would have ever gotten paid than made somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So before we go to the ending, uh, X, I want to open it up to you. What questions do you have about the show after you finish watching it? I don't really have like questions from the show. I more so got questions for the finale. Because I saw something on Facebook and I wanted to, I said, this is golden that I'm doing this with them today. Do you think Veronica really died? My mom said the same thing. If y'all remember, she hired that lady. Yeah. So I'm wondering, was that her who was walking to the car? Mm -hmm. Because I remember in, I think, the seventh season, she always told her, when you leave the house, wear my clothes. And you remember she was helping out like, it was some initiative to help young women who were abused or something. And the first time they brought her over, it was either a Hispanic girl or a white girl. And she was upset that she wasn't black. And it was like, she's yep. not what I'm looking for. And then they brought the black girl in. So yeah, that's definitely a good point there. Yeah, cause I was like, wow, see if Tyler roll it out like that, then maybe we can have something to come back to. But- <laughs> Like we, I guess we'll never know until he actually do something. If he does, that was mm-hmm. one question I had from the finale. Another question I had was, why would Tyler introduce Benny's baby? 
I think he introduced Benny ba Benny's baby so that Hannah could have someone to love. Because, <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Because like I said earlier, this whole like, oh, she was triumphant because she, she got all this money when Kathy died. Like, that's not, a, that's not a successful story. She has no family anymore. And so I think it was a way to kind of soften that blow. Like, okay, well, she has a little piece of Benny. Somebody to care for. I think, I think that's the only reason because... And that that's makes sense now that I think story. about it. That makes sense now that I think about it. True. That really makes sense. Wow. Yeah, she literally lost everybody. So with that, how did you feel about the ending? As you were sitting down watching the ending. First, let me just say this. Oh, so for anyone listening, it will this is what happens in the finale. So here it is. Basically everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> so Catherine Pryor dies in prison. Wyatt dies from overdosing with the drugs from the hospital. Uh, David and his son got burnt up in their house. That blew up. Blew yeah, up. Not, not blew up, not burnt up. Yeah. Um, from that package that was delivered by the officer's brother. And when he sat it down, I'm telling y'all, when he sat it down, my mind said, that's a bomb, that's a bomb, that's a bomb. <laughs> yeah, because we already knew he was no good. Yeah, because he, yeah, sign <laughs> But uh, yeah. So then, also, Candace got kidnapped and she was sent to Cryer's house. He drowned her in the bathtub. So then Hannah Young was there. She fought Jim, ran out of the house, and then she ran Jim over. And then, quote unquote, maybe perhaps, likely, Veronica died or either her assistant. Oh, and Benny got, and Benny got shot, shot by, dead the by the Malones. Because he was at his girl, well, at his house that he bought from the girl. Yep. And the Malone act like they was getting ready to fight one-on-one. -on -one. And next thing you know, three other Malones come out and just shoot and kill Benny. So that is literally every, like, main character of the show is dead. So who, who this leaves alive is the president, you know? Yeah. And his that was another plot, him messing with a prostitute yeah, that was... and still being elected. Well, oh, yeah, that was Being one. a mick of black that was the one I was thinking of earlier that I thought was most unrealistic because he was the president-elect at the time and it's very public that he was dealing with her and we know the American people. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, so not many people have died. And also, do I'm just thinking, do you guys think that Candace was actually pregnant with the president's baby? I think so. Yeah. Oh, because she was acting all weird with uh Mitch when Mitch was trying to like yeah. you know make a pass and get with her and everything. She was acting and she was in the bathroom for, for a, a really long time. long time. They were trying to go to dinner, yeah. yeah. And she yeah. didn't change her clothes or anything. So I think they were trying to signal that she wasn't feeling well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's very yeah. sad. Yeah. And so one part I thought kind of tipped on like some other genres of shows is when he kind of had where Candace had like a vision or something and like all the people that she had did wrong or mm -hmm. murdered or something like that like came to her. It was like what are you I guess maybe he was trying to show that like what you did is going to come back to you or something. I don't know. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so. He was trying to help us be like no this this death is justified. <laughs> she did all these things. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. And so I know we talked about oh you going to say something else? I was just thinking though. Honestly, at first I thought, okay, the story just ends because all of the people that are relevant to the story, I know the show's over, but all the people that are relevant to the story are like dead. Like 
For example, we don't really need to know who actually killed the daughter because all of her family members are already gone. Like, who who needs that information? Like, in the family. Right. But now that the president knows that he actually was going to have a child, that is pretty intense. That could be introduced. Yeah. And if Veronica is actually alive, I mean, it's not enough to, you know, create a story with, but it's just kind of like, whoa. Cliffhanger. There is there are people that are affected by this because it seemed like nobody could even grieve anybody because everybody was gone. <laughs> right. Except Hannah. Except <laughs> Hannah. Is she going to be in jail? <laughs> is she? No. No, it was, a, it was a defense because he just drowned her daughter and he got all the fingerprints and punch prints from blood and yeah. all that stuff. Hannah's not going to go to jail. Hannah's not going to jail. She's getting away with her, not getting away, but she has her riches. She was the power of attorney, so oh, that's true. She got the forgot about that. She got the hotels, the businesses, all of Veronica assets that were underneath that crier umbrella. I think I uh, about that. I think Catherine's net worth was like two hundred sixty million. Yeah, or something like that. So that's that's Hannah's net worth now. So that's crazy. I forgot all about that. I say, what the Bible say? The, the wealth of the wicked is stored for the judge. Laid up for the judge. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, so I guess overall, about the way I felt about the ending, without going into detail, is... You can't go into detail. We already talked about it. True. <laughs> Tyler Perry ran out of time and said, ah, I'm just kill everybody off. That's when, As I was watching it, that was the first thing that went through my head. I said, Tyler, you could have had a two-hour special. I actually disagree. I don't what? think it's abnormal. Yeah, no, this is so within Tyler Perry's like wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> the other movie that the actress that portrays Hannah was in was Fall crazy like that too. Fall for Grace. Well, old lady that movie is so bad. Like, he really tries to think of what can I do that no one would have thought I would do. That's him. <laughs> That's totally him. That's why he don't hire writers. That's totally him. So it doesn't surprise me at all. He's not gonna close any loose ends. Like he literally, he if he had three more months, he would have still ended the same way. Like it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> it's like when I forgot who died first. I think it was um, Jeffrey and On David. The show? Yeah, I think it was Jeffrey and David that died first in the house. In the no, house. I think it was Kathy and. Bruce. I think it was Wyatt. Oh yeah, oh, yeah Wyatt. Wyatt. So when Wyatt yeah, died, Wyatt. I was like, okay, drug overdose. And then you had Diamond, and then what did she say? What's your name? Uh, Bone Kui Kui, something crazy that Catherine said in prison. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it was something good. Like, this is nuts. <laughs> and then Catherine died in prison. I was like, all right, where's this going? I didn't see that happening, though. And each yeah, time it, I was it, like, I'm like, where did she get a rope from? Like, it was so unrealistic. I was like, okay. And, and then even with prison, Mama Rose having the lazy boy recliner <laughs> in prison, it's just. Yeah, a lot. I said, like, come on now. I know she's the mafia, but like, she ain't gonna have no lazy boy in the jail, right? Exactly. Right. And then for them to be murderers, they were just like almost like a drunk tape type jail. Like it wasn't even, hey, they're murderers. It was just like, oh, walk in and this is your cell, right? Like they were still being processed. I'm like, they look like they've been in a processing jail <laughs> for the last two seasons almost. So. True. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So with that, and I want you to think deep about this one. I want you to think deep. Okay. What would you have done as an alternative ending to the show? To me, 
and it may be a little cliche, but I really wanted Candace to live like happily ever after with the president. Aww. I wanted them, and I wanted Benny to like have his house, even though they got this money and all this in the wrong way. I really wanted them to live like they're happily ever after. It's like I wanted Candace to be with the president, like have a bunch of babies or something like that, grow old with him and all that. And I wanted Benny to be able to have his tow truck company again. I, I was expecting the criers to die. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, Hannah's going to get the money. She's going to be set for life. But none of that happened. So I'm like... The set for life part. <laughs> I wanted Veronica to die too, honestly. Um, and I wanted David and Jeffrey to be living their lives as normal, like they have a funeral for Veronica and everything. <laughs> um, yeah, because wasn't but, there a time that David was trying to kill Veronica? He did. He tried to drown her. <laughs> yeah, he did. Veronica, you acting crazy. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, but that was just that was just my alternative. If anything, Candace was really the only one that I was really like rooting for because it seemed like she was trying to turn her life around. I you know agree. she had all that money. I, it seemed like she was trying to, you know, make a change within her lifestyle and stuff like that. So I wanted to see her, like, be with the president and then, like, she just lived her best life after that. But it didn't happen that way. And I'm mad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I agree that I would have expected Veronica to, like, be killed off just because her character was so over the type, over the type. Ooh. Top. And yeah. uh, trying to learn Spanish is so hard to speak English now. <laughs> so over the top that it just, she had too many enemies, way too many enemies. Yeah. I did yeah. not expect this ending, even though I wasn't surprised. I right. <laughs> kind of thought it was going to get to a point like it did in the past where Candace was like, I don't need this money and I'll just give this money back and I'll just kind of move on with my life, you know? That was that was another thing I was thinking about in my mind. I said, okay, maybe she's going to give the money back and be done with that. That was another way I was going to. I was like, okay, she's trying to make a turn in her lifestyle. Either she going to be with the president or she going to get the money back. And I was thinking she was going to be with the president, but that's a good good idea that you had because I, I, I was thinking those two things. Yeah, because like especially learning that she was pregnant, because I was just thinking she would be like, I can't put this child in harm's way again. I need to be clean and like start my life over. So I thought she would do something like that. And I don't know, Benny messing with that girl, it was kind of clear that something was gonna happen. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, like you're playing with um, fire at this point. Yeah, for me, um, I have to agree with you all as far as Candace. Um basically having a triumphant story and overcoming whatever she was dealing with. Um, because I thought, um, I guess her provision for lack of a better terms would have been marrying the president and having the protection of the secret service and right. Jim Cryer, uh, Veronica Harrington, the Malones, nobody would have been able to touch that. And as a result, Hannah and Benny would have been protected too. And so I wish that exactly. would have happened because their story was more of, I have to do what I have to do to survive versus where the, the criers and the Harringtons were, um, I'm rich and I'm going to be evil, even though I don't need to be evil. I'm going to use my power and abuse it. You know? I kind of disagree. Yep. I don't think they were in survival mode. I think they wanted to be wealthy. So, <laughs> so they took the money, but they, 
I mean, they both had jobs and Candace was in school. I know she did some things to get there, but I don't think she had, it wasn't like they didn't have access to food. True, true. Yeah. And then like, even like Candace and Benny meeting their father, like I wish we could have like saw them develop a relationship with their father. If anything, like everybody else could have died, but I would have loved for the youngs to have a good story. And then Benny and Mitch told business just like takes off. It was, but, and then I want to know what happened to Mitch too, because I remember uh, Uncle Benny, yeah, Uncle Benny saying he was going to chop his legs off. I'm like, did he ever chop his legs off? I don't know. But those are the people I wish would have had a better ending. But as far as like, oh, also what you said about David and Jeffrey, I wish they could have rolled off in the sunset and um, got from underneath uh, Veronica's umbrella. So I agree. I wish that fatherhood storyline would have developed a bit more, but it was a conflict. Both of their fathers, they were a lot of tension in those situations. So I understand true, it, true. but it would have been nice to see that develop. One thing that I wanted to kind of see play out a little bit was um because I believe personally that that was that dude, that man that Veronica brought to the house, I believe that that was his father for real. I do too, yeah. I really believe that. And I kind of wanted to see them have like a Oh, yes. Like a, a, a blood test or something to see if it was really his dad, but I believed it was his dad for real. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually think David believed that as well. I yeah. think he knew. That's why he kept trying to get Jeffrey to go in the house, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. True, true. Wow, I forgot about that. Me too, I did. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like if we decide to do it as we have more discoveries, we'll have to bring you on for a part two because as we're all talking, I'm like learning more and more about what's going on. So, uh, CXD, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, We definitely appreciate it. Appreciate your insight. So for all your fashion, singing, and glasses needs, go to uh, CXD. CXD, where can uh, everybody find you? So you can find me on Facebook. My Facebook name is Clarence Xavier Davis. That's my whole name. Um, my Instagram is C. Xavier Davis. Um, my eyewear business you can follow is C. Xavier Eyewear on Facebook and Instagram. My website is www.cxavieriwear.com. So those are all the places you can find me. All right, man. Well, thanks again for coming on. We definitely uh, enjoyed you, and uh, we'll talk to you later, bro.